Hi, it's Dwyer. It is June the 20th, 2022. Gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. Bettingangle.us, a free site. Let's talk about the third fight. Canelo versus Golovkin. But first, remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, truth be told, I was not expecting to talk about this fight today, right? It wasn't until I was looking at the odds where I thought, okay, this is an opportunity. Now, let me pivot here for a second. I want people to think about the real world right now, right? You understand that the Phoenix Suns were the top seed in the Western Conference of the NBA. Right? You understand that the Warriors were something like the three seed, didn't have a record close to the Suns. The Warriors are the new WBA, excuse me, NBA champions. Right? You understand that you could have made a mint had you picked the Cincinnati Bengals before the last NFL season. The Bengals made it to the Super Bowl, folks. You could have hedged out of that play and what, 10x your money? Think about that. And of course, right now, the Major League Baseball champions are the Atlanta Braves. Who saw that coming? If you thought a National League team last year was going to win the World Series, you probably thought, like I did, it would be the Dodgers, not the Braves. But yet they did it. Now, that's the real world. We don't know what's going to happen. None of us is Nostradamus. All we're doing is dealing in the world of probabilities. That's the reality, right? I can think Mike Tyson is going to beat Buster Douglas, right? Maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. I have to look at the odds. I have to ask myself, do these odds accurately reflect what's going to happen? Right, folks? There are people out there looking for bargains. Let me raise my hand. So what I want people to do right here, right now, is to tell me how likely you think it is that one of the all-time middleweight greats, all you have to do is look at his KO streak when he was champion. Triple G, right? What are the odds that he could beat Canelo? Some would say a third time, right? Understand, boxing fans really don't talk to each other when you're in different camps, right? The Anthony Joshua crowd isn't out there warm and cozy with the Tyson Fury crowd or with the Deontay Wilder crowd, right? But I need for people to realize, and I want you to look at the comments to the videos I made on the first two fights when they happen. There's a group out there, I know I belong to it, that have never seen Canelo beat Triple G. Right? Never. Understand, the first fight, that's a Triple G fight. I don't know what happened with the judges. Let's face it, too. This is boxing. There are many times where you don't know what fight the judges were watching. 
I thought Triple G won the first fight. The second fight, hey, look, Canelo did better. That's great. Canelo did better to me than the losing effort he had in the first fight, but he still didn't do enough to win. Doing better doesn't necessarily mean that you won the fight. Now, there are those who believe that Marvin Hagler, way back when, got jobbed against Ray Leonard, and they'll tell you, count the body shots. And if you watch that fight again, and you realize that rounds are three minutes long, and I was a Ray Leonard guy back then, rounds were three minutes long. In other words, if some guy does good work in the first two minutes of the round, hey, that matters. And if you just look at the body shots, even if you thought in the moment that Ray Leonard won the fight, I'm just telling you there are many of you who are going to say, wow, those body shots matter. In the second Triple G Canelo fight, you have one of those moments. Folks, I want you to look at the jabs. We don't consider Golovkin to be a jabber. Okay, fine. But look, if he wins the fight, jabbing, he wins the fight. Right? I, I mean, that's just the way it is. The guy can go off brand. Who cares? If he wins the fight, he wins the fight. Now, look, I don't want to argue with those of you who believe Canelo won both fights or who believe the first fight was a draw, the second fight went to Canelo. Okay, fine. I'll give Canelo a lot of credit for agreeing to the fights. I was shocked that he did. Let's remember, Triple G was the man at middleweight, unbeaten before the first fight. Okay, okay. But what I want you to do right now is to think for yourself and ask yourself, in terms of percentages, what percentage does Triple G have to win the third fight? Now keep in mind, you have some wrinkles, right? Triple G was demanded middleweight. The third fight's going to be at 168. Understand, Canelo was running through boxing, right? Runs through 168 pounds. Goes up to light heavyweight beats. Kovalev was so highly thought of that when he returns to light heavyweight, 175, he was heavily favored. And I'm telling you, if you follow the light heavyweight division, you're shocked by this. He was heavily favored to beat Dimitri Bevel. Right, heavily. You couldn't imagine a guy being heavily favored to beat Beterbiev. <laughs> you, just, you just couldn't imagine it. But yet here was Canelo, heavily favored to beat Bevel. Well, folks, Canelo's coming into this fight against Triple G after a loss, isn't he? Understand, too, there are many people, let me raise my hand. I know I'm in many of these groups, okay? It is what it is. But there are many people who thought the scoring was a joke in that Bevo fight. 
right? There is no way Canelo wins the first four rounds. What fight are they watching? I thought Beevil dominated. I thought Beevil dominated the entire fight. Right, looking at the later rounds, you thought, man, Canelo needs a knockout here. Right, we're not talking about a fight where I have to look at a scorecard. We're talking about a fight where Beevil beats him up. Let's face it, too. All of these boxers, I mean every one of them, they're human beings. Right? I know these boxers practice looking tough. Some just look tough. Right? They look like no losses are no thing. You know, guys, impact it. So Canelo's coming off a loss. Right? He loses on the scorecards, and there are people like me questioning the scorecards. Now he's losing weight. Let me repeat that. He's losing weight. Now, I know we did that before. I know we said, okay, beat Kovalev. Oh, he's going to lose weight to 168. He can get it done. Do you want to be losing weight to fight Triple G? I don't think so. Let me just say, too, that the fight's personal, isn't it? Right? I don't think Triple G would get worked up against anybody else in the world for another fight against them like he's worked up to fight Canelo. Isn't something wrong here? How long has Canelo kept Triple G waiting? Now, don't get me wrong. Right? I understand this is boxing. I understand promoters make you offers. Right? I understand a guy like Canelo certainly took big-time opposition on, right? It wasn't like Canelo was on the beach. This was a guy who was in the gym. He's busy. He's fighting guys like Callum Smith, Billy Joe Saunders, right? Caleb Plant. We understand that the three guys I just named were all unbeaten when they fought Canelo. Right? We get that Canelo was putting in heavy-duty work. But understand the other side of the argument. Right? A lot of people believe that Golovkin won both Canelo fights. This is unfinished business, isn't it? Right? If you're going to try to get on boxing's pound-for-pound pound list, and if you're on that list toward the very top, how could you keep Golovkin, who's the older fighter, waiting as long as Canelo did? I know, in the comment section, my crowd, which is aggressive, and thank God for that, but my crowd's going to say, what about COVID? Right? COVID slowed down this third fight, right? Well, Overlook then the fact that Canelo was actually fighting during the pandemic. Right? I mean, didn't the guy run through the 168-pound weight class during the pandemic? So now here it is. Canelo coming out off a loss. Canelo losing weight to get back to 168. Right? I get the feeling if Canelo had beaten Bevel, 
right? His intention was going to be to fight Baturbiev, Anthony Yard, whoever. Joe Smith, right? Gilberto Ramirez. Um, now he's back down to 168. So off a loss, he's losing weight against an opponent who is a future Hall of Famer, who feels ripped off, who's had to wait, who couldn't be happy about that. So I believe if we're looking at this the right way, let's say you believe boxing is a young man's game, that Canelo has the better defense, that Canelo did go to town, on Golovkin's body in the second match. That a lot of the Golovkin mystique is gone, that Golovkin got hit with some shots by Ryota Morata. Right? Look at the early rounds of that fight. Right? If you believe that Golovkin looked uninspired, if you believe like I do, and I know most of the YouTube community disagrees with me, that Golovkin lost to Derevianchenko. Then you're going to think Canelo has an edge, doesn't he? So how much is the edge? Is it 55-45? A 10 percentage edge. If they faced each other 100 times, Canelo wins 10 more than Golovkin. Is it 60-40? In other words, Canelo would win one and a half times every time Golovkin wins. 20% differential. Is it 70-30? Right, Canelo wins better than 2-1 to one over Golovkin. Now, folks, I just have to tell you, I'm not sure if I take anybody. Callum Smith, Billy Joe Saunders, Rocky Fielding. I'm not sure if I take anybody at greater than 60-40 over Golovkin. Within range of his weight class. Okay, obviously if Golovkin's in there against uh, Anthony Joshua or Usa, okay, okay, I'll, I'll go with the bigger man. But within his weight class, and let's face it, Kovalev at light heavyweights, not in Golovkin's weight class. But even Kovalev, ooh, it would, it would take a lot for me to go beyond 60-40 Kovalev, right? Understand Golovkin's gifts. He not only has power, a lot of it, with both hands, but he's unorthodox. He throws his punches, and they seem to have a little curve on them, even when he's throwing them straight, right? Understand, too, the spacing. Golovkin is not a guy who crowds you. It's a unique style. He's a little bit away from you. Now, he had Canelo backing up the first fight. The second fight, Canelo came in with an audacious game plan that worked. It's one of the more audacious game plans of our time, as I see it. Canelo was diving in the pocket against Golovkin. How many times can you pull that off? Well, just understand, 
The odds right now are mispriced. I'm not saying Golovkin wins the fight. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is it's a competitive fight. But what I'm saying is here, if you close your eyes and you think to yourself, well, what should Golovkin be? A plus 150? A plus 200? Right now, the casinos are offering you a plus 330. Plus 330. Let's put that in the math. You see a plus 330. What they're telling you is that the other guy would win 3.3 times for every time Golovkin wins. What they're telling you is that if these two fought 4.3 times, Golovkin would only win once. Right? Understand, Golovkin is your prototypical heavy puncher. He only has to be right once. Understand, 4.3, 1 divided by 4.3 tells you that the current odds only give Golovkin not a 30% chance of winning, and I consider 70-30 to be wide. Not even a 25% chance of winning. They give Golovkin a 23.2% chance of winning. Now look, I believe you need to add Golovkin simply to win to your betting portfolio. If you were like me, and you were, at the end of the first fight, expecting the judges to award the fight to Golovkin, or like me at the end of the second fight, expecting the judges to award the fight to Golovkin, then you know that Golovkin doesn't need a knockout to win. You know that Golovkin can actually win on the scorecards. I know that's not how it was scored, but I'm just telling you many people out there saw the fights and thought, wow, the judges could give this to Golovkin. Golovkin has a shot to win by decision. But more importantly, remember Canelo backing up in the first fight. Remember Canelo getting hit in the first fight. Understand that Canelo likes to walk guys down. Golovkin doesn't run, but he's not crashing the pocket. Unless he's hurt you. Golovkin likes to keep you outside. Right? Understand, too. You know that Golovkin landed several big shots in both fights against Canelo. Several big shots. You understand that Canelo's defense, and Canelo is great defensively, isn't enough against Golovkin. Canelo was able to slip shots against Danny Jacobs, for example. Not so much against Golovkin. Right? You also realize that Golovkin is hard to duplicate in the ring. His style is very different. Doesn't clinch a lot is outside. 
right, is throwing these long-range shots has ring coverage. So, to me, if I'm going to build a betting portfolio, I want the casino to make mistakes. Before this video, was there anyone who you thought should be going off at 77% to 23% in their favor against Golovkin? Folks, I can't name anybody like that. Certainly not Canelo, because weren't the first two fights close? Let me also say this, too. And this will be controversial. It's all right. I'm an adult. I'll handle the blowback. There have been fighters out there who boxing fans start to think have gotten too much of the benefit of the doubt. Right? A generation ago, Oscar De La Hoya was the man in the sport outside of the heavyweight division. Now, he had some fights that were close, where opponents thought the judges had wronged them. Right? The Pernell Whitaker fight. Now, I will say, you're watching Whitaker put on one of history's best defensive performances. It's a jaw-dropper. Right? He's there ducking under Oscar's left hand, and Oscar really was a lefty fighting as a righty. Right? He has Oscar completely frustrated. You never saw Oscar miss as much as he did against Pernell Whitaker. Now, in hindsight, I'll agree. Whitaker should have coupled that with more offense. But Whitaker was so outraged that he put out an ad in the LA Times after the fight that said, Oscar, you and I both know I won that fight. Whitaker demanded a rematch. Oscar did not give him one. Right? Oscar fought I Corte. You thought that fight hung in the balance. Oscar knocks down I Corte in the 12th round. It's a dramatic moment. But then you look at the scorecards and you realize it didn't matter as much as you and everybody else watching the fight thought it did. So then Oscar faced Felix Trinidad. Let me just say Oscar is winning the fight. He's fluid. Trinidad's robotic. I understand I'm going to get blowback from Trinidad fans. That's okay. <laughs> right? That's okay. But Oscar then continues to move in the last three rounds. The judges are unkind to him. Now, I know there are two groups out there. There's the group that, that believes Trinidad pulled it off in the last few rounds. Understand there's also the group that believes that Oscar De La Hoya put on a clinic. Well, understand, the judges continued to revolt against Oscar. Right? The second Shane Mosley fight. And I know Brian Kenny and Max Kellerman thought ringside that Mosley was winning that fight. I thought Oscar put on one of his better performances. The judges weren't with Oscar. Now, Canelo... I want people to think closely about this and understand, I'm not questioning Canelo's greatness. He beats Kovalev by stoppage. 
He beats Billy Joe Saunders by stoppage. Right? This is a guy going out there winning the big fights. Caleb Plant by stoppage. Even Callum Smith would say, yeah, I lost the fight. Right? That he fought against Canelo. But I'll say this. There is a quiet rebellion. People are outraged by the scorecards in the Bevel fight. Right? There was a sense before the Bevel fight that if you were fighting Canelo, and I said it here online in Las Vegas, you were down two rounds to done before you even stepped in the ring. Right now, just understand, I've seen it before, Ali in the 70s. Right? Certain guys were loved. Certain guys just connect with the judges. Now that Canelo has lost to Bevel, the question is, has that balloon been popped? Because there are many people concerned about the scoring in both Golovkin fights. Right? So all I'm saying is this. Just understand, their headwinds against Canelo. There are many people who saw a middleweight champ. That's the other problem, too. I don't care about minor belts and all that other stuff. Going into their fight, Golovkin was the historical middleweight. Right? Golovkin belonged on the dais with Monzon, with Hagler, with Hopkins. He had the length of reign. He had a knockout streak while middleweight champion. Right? Danny Jacobs was thrilled. Just making it to the end of the fight against Golovkin. And then the Canelo fight goes down and people said, man, you got to be kidding. A champ of this magnitude throws down this performance against a courageous challenger. And you don't give him the decision, right? You know, a lot of old timers in boxing believe, hey, you've got to take the belt to win the belt. Right? The tie goes to the runner in baseball. Right? In boxing, there's a belief that if it's razor close, the champ gets the nod. As it was, even without shading anything. Folks like me thought Golovkin won that first fight. So politically, in a sport where Canelo is box office gold, I'm not going to question Canelo's box office credentials, I'm not going to question the fact that Canelo deservedly is one of the absolute best in the sport pound for pound, right? Even the Terrence Crawford crowd will say, well, you know, if you're going to mention anybody else with Crawford, okay, Canelo, you know, people nod their heads. They understand, right? But I, I need for people to also get the fact that you can be an Oscar De La Hoya and then end up losing the Felix Trinidad fight because people thought you were running the last three rounds of the fight. By the way, that's how much of an edge De La Hoya had in that match. Right? So, Golovkin plus 330, folks, I'm raising my hand. Casino, I'll take those odds right here.
right? That doesn't mean later. I'm not going to add a Canelo side to the play. If the odds adjust, <laughs> so it's 60-40, if it goes down to a plus 150, I might shamelessly pick Canelo, right? Because understand, if I'm getting a plus 330 on this side of the play, then if Canelo comes down to a shade under a minus 200, I'm, I'm profiting if either happens. Then I'm watching the fight and I'm thinking, well, how am I going to win my money? Of course, leave it to boxing to have the draw option, but that's another story, right? It's already happened to these fighters. The point I'm making is simply the plus 330 is a casino mispricing. It's my thesis, even at Golovkin's current age, that nobody, nobody should be favored around Golovkin's weight class ahead of Golovkin at these odds. In other words, I can't name a fighter at 160 or 168 who, if you said to me, yeah, the Golovkin side is a plus 330, I'd say, that sounds about right. No, no, no such guy exists. Right, Golovkin against David Benavides, I would not expect to get a plus 330 on the Golovkin side. The casino is offering that to me here. I'm guessing there must be a bunch of casual fans out there who feel the Bevo fight was a fluke, who feel the first two fights against Golovkin, both of which went the distance, was a fluke, right? I don't think either of those fights was a fluke. I think Golovkin remains extremely dangerous. I'll agree. This version of Golovkin loses to the old version of Golovkin. I'll agree with that. But I also feel Golovkin only has to be right once. Right? And I'll also say, too, Canelo, the situation is not the best for Canelo. Coming off a loss, has to lose weight against a motivated opponent, People questioning the scorecards in the Beevil fight. Folks like Joe Smith openly saying before his fight against Peterbiev, people like Floyd Mayweather openly saying <laughs> that they heard the odds, they bet on Beevil, they made some money. Right? You have some insiders who thought, you got to be kidding on these odds. Well, I'm raising a red cup here on the plus 330 the casino is offering you today. For the third fight, I like Golovkin. At these odds, it's an easy call for me, right? As I've said, the best bets make themselves. You're there having a drink at the casino and you see a plus 330 on Golovkin, you're getting out of your seat, right? Understand, I would take Golovkin at plus 330 against Monzone, Hagler, Hopkins, right? I believe you need to start your betting portfolio right now. I got to tell you, I wasn't planning on it. But let's say a plus 330. Oh, did the casino twist my arm? I'll, I'll take this. I'll be the huckleberry. I expect these odds to drop dramatically. Right? There's going to be later money coming in. There are going to be people realizing that Canelo's in his 30s right now. Right? You already have people, after looking at Peterbiev, destroy Joe Smith, saying, no, nah, no, nah, I, I don't want to see Canelo against Peterbiev. 
right? The mood is shifting. Understand boxing's a young man's game. People who look unbeatable. Later we find out they're human. And everything changes. I like Golovkin at these odds. Plus 330. I'll see where they develop. I reserve my right to make other bets. Including bets on Canelo if the odds shift. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. Let me also say, too, if you believe that Golovkin is an old man, that he's just there for fodder, right? There's going to be a prop that develops. It's not out right now, at least not where I looked, on Canelo by stoppage, right? If you get this prop and if you get Canelo by stoppage, then the theory that Golovkin is totally washed in his 40s, you might have that covered. We'll see what happens. In any event, I like Golovkin at plus 330 for his third fight over Saul Alvarez. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. Let me point out, too, that Golovkin took Ryota Morata's shots. And if you know one thing about Morata, it's that he hits hard. Right? Murata is a very hard hitter. If Golovkin was able to take Murata's shots as heavy-handed as Canelo is, what leads you to believe that he won't be able to take Canelo's shots? Understand, too, Golovkin sets up too far away from you to get hit with the kind of uppercut that Billy Joe Saunders got hit with. Right? Just food for thought. You also don't have the punch disparity that you had in Canelo against Khaled Plant, right? You just don't. So food for thought. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. Don't be bashful. If you want to discuss the scoring in the Beevil fight, if you want to discuss the scoring in either of the Golovkin-Canelo fights, hey, have at it. That's what the comment section is for. Thanks for stopping by.